Do you love decorating your home with your personality and showing people who you are as soon as they enter the room? But maybe it's just so difficult to find what you are looking for. Maybe some Pokemon card coasters. Or maybe even some Totoro miniature vases. Hell, maybe even a Star Wars Rebel logo canvas for your wall. Well, luckily for you, us over here at Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks have teamed up with Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T to give you what you've been looking for. Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T has opened up her Etsy shop where you can decorate your home and yourself with your favorite nerdum, from anime to Disney animations or even mythical creatures. If you are looking for it, Tiny T from Nerdy Crafts has got it. You can find Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T by searching Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T on Facebook and Etsy or by clicking the links provided to you on the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks podcast page. Also, make sure you use the code LEVELINGUP at checkout to save yourself 10% off your purchase. That's code LEVELINGUP at checkout to save yourself 10% off. Decorate your home with Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T today. Hey, what's good, everybody? It's me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, and you are watching and listening to a brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And joining me as always are my co-hosts, Rebellious D and Trav. How you fellas doing today? As always. Ready to As go, man. always. Hey, the three amigos, the three best friends that anybody ever had. That anybody I, ever had. Uh, I'm trying to think. What are the, uh, uh, the NWO? Uh, who are some other three-man teams? Wolfpack. Uh, the Wolfpack. Sonic, the Knuckles, and Tails. New Day. Uh, wasn't there a, a season of Power Rangers where there were three Rangers? Yes, there was. Yes, there I think was. It was. Ninja Storm. Okay, so we got that. What are some other three-man teams? Oh, The Shield. The Shield? Um, yeah. I like this. Yeah, I, I like Central this. I was like, I like this. Hey, it only, <laughs> it only took 130 episodes. But, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, are there any animes? Where there, I mean, in My Hero Academia, you have Deku. The big three. Yeah, well, I, big, I consider them the big three. Yeah, Bakugo, Deku, Deku and uh, Todoroki. Todoroki. Yeah. 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 Hey, thank God nobody said Coda because he'll never be a oh, part of it. Here we go. Oh. Stop. Uh, hey, I'm just, hey, I'm speaking just, facts uh, now. No, uh, you He is you're speaking just... facts, but there's just no need for it. It's hatred. <laughs> yeah, there's just no need for it. All right. So before we get into today's episode, here is a word from our sponsors. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's me, your boy, Benjamin Banks. And I am talking about our sponsor, Duan O'Neill, who is dropping his new book, Dear Dominic, which you can get off of Amazon, where he pretty much plants a roadmap for his son Dominic and tells him how to get through the country as a minority. Make sure that you check his book out and go to Amazon and pick it up. So joining us on today's episode mm -hmm. is professional voice actor, the mm -hmm. man himself. That's right. Three syllables. Matthew David Rudd. Thank you, That's Matthew, right. for joining us. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Finally! Matthew David Rudd has and come we back. do mean finally. Finally. And how, how come you ain't say it like a, a Tribe Called Quest, bro? You didn't give him the full. I did. I did. No, I was you about didn't to, mention a Tribe Called hey, Quest. Hey, well, I was about to say, I was about to bring that up because he is the third person, I believe, that we've had up here that has had the three syllables. We've had Christopher Dontrell Piper, and we've had Mason Alexander Park. And now... Matthew David Matthew Rudd David is the Rudd. third per he's the third man. Hey, I love where we're going with it's threes. It's, the it's always yeah. threes. So it's always uh, three them triangles. Uh, <laughs> the triangles, the pyramid. So <laughs> put the stamp on it. I put the stamp on it. So Matt, something we do up here, we always ask all of our guests, what is the origin story? Let everybody know who <laughs> Matthew David Rudd is. 
Oh, man. Uh, Matthew David Rudd, young boy, grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow. wow. I know a lot of people from Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, career-wise, life-wise, I mean, I, I, I started out uh, out there. I, I knew from a very young age I was going to be an artist of some sort. Um, all my All my efforts in school was always uh, art classes, drawing, painting. I really wanted to get into film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, eventually, uh, that led me to college where I started making films and, uh, started being in front of and behind the camera because I was in college and, and it just, you use what you can started acting. Um, and then after college, uh, I taught art for a long time, um, did music, taught music for a long time and eventually, uh, gathered recording equipment through music and started auditioning for, for voiceover roles. And that kind of brings me to where I am now, kind of transitioned from visual arts into uh, into film and then into voiceover. That sort yeah, of that's that's really that's what, interesting, I, hey, that's what I like to hear. Now, some, something I was going to bring up because, you know, a lot of people that we have on, they let us know that, you know, they got their start in theater. And uh-huh. like, that's what led to them, you know, getting into the world of voice acting. Now, did you do any theater work before you got into voice acting or was it just everything that you just told us? Yeah, I mean, so I was always theater adjacent and film adjacent, acting adjacent. Um, so so short answer is no, I didn't have any of that kind of formative training that you, that you hear a lot of times. And, and my friends, you know, I, I hear a lot from them. Um, but, you know, the the crazy thing that you will hear more often than not is that musicians are very likely to transition into into voiceover. There's a musicality oh, wow. to it. Um, and and it's it's that sort of thing. So, something I've kind of learned about myself over the years is is that's how my brain works. You know, I hear something, I can mimic the musicality of it, I can mimic the sound of it. And that's really what got me into uh, you know, liking different voice actors and mimicking them and 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 kind of practicing to be them. And uh and I hear that over and over and over again, um, you know, from the from the top guys. Troy Baker's a musician, you know, uh, Rob Paulson's a musician. All these guys are, are musicians and singers. And and that really translates well. Not only are you building up those those muscles to do the performances that we do uh, through singing and everything, but that audio um, memory is just such a huge thing where, especially in the dubbing world, when we're talking about anime and stuff like that, where you're hearing the timing of the Japanese, you're hearing the inflection of the Japanese, and then on the spot, you're just asked to put it in English with the same timing and the same you know, inflection. And so when you have that kind of memory recaller, it just really helps. So you know, that's one of the things is my parents uh, met in a band. Uh, so from from age zero, I was hearing my dad play guitar and I, I started playing guitar when I was around 10. Nice. Um, and, you know, drums, guitar, singing, and that was all all just part of my life. Um, and I really think that mixed with the art stuff really just made it easy to transition into this kind of work. Right. So you got the other ear. That's what you're yeah. saying. Right, right, right. We got another ear. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, well, that's a really ear. interesting backstory. And that's the it first is. that we've ever had up here on the podcast and i think it's awesome that it's about time we get some musicians up yes it's it's something different you know what i'm saying and it's like when i was doing my research on you i have to say because i want to give a shout out to my boy mad max morrison because it's like you know i heard your voice and 
I saw like how you acted on screen and I was just uh-huh. like, man, this is like, he really reminds me of my friend, Mad Max Morrison, who he's a, he's a professional wrestler and he recently just started getting into acting and uh-huh. uh, he has done a little bit of, of voice acting work. So it's cool that you say that, you know, I, you being in music, music, it helps with voice acting. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think that that's really uh, awesome. And I'm going to, I want to mention that to him, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be like, you do that. You do yeah, that. He's, he's probably going to be like, damn, I never knew that. I mean, you, uh, the more you guys interview us voice actors, I think you're going to hear that more often than not, is that a lot of these guys come from a music background, maybe not professionally, but they grew up playing music. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of the same as theater. You know, it's it's adjacent in the same way where you get used to performing, you get used to rehearsing and then having to go on stage and improvise and all that kind of stuff. It all just it lends itself. Yeah, being a musician is basically a performance art anyways. Exactly. I mean, it, it literally is. If you think exactly. about, like, you know, even band in school and stuff, that's basically getting you started, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, you're, you're yeah. right, yeah. You're mm-hmm. piggyback you're off right of that because, because it's like you're performing in front of a crowd and the stage presence, like, yep. that's, that's what makes you get comfortable. And, yep. you know, not everybody can do it. It's something that you have to keep on practicing at until you feel comfortable with it. I know... Um, when I got into wrestling, uh, one of the things that they used to tell us when you want to cut a promo is practice in front of a mirror, practice in front of a mirror and, you know, just pretty much talk to yourself. Like you're cutting a promo, you're looking at yourself because if if you can't do that, then when you try to cut a promo in the ring, you're going to blow it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's, it's not as easy as uh, some people may think it is. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You know, to piggyback off your piggyback, you know hey, when so much when we, piggybacking yeah man, man that's what we, what do, we here. do here this is one of the many things we do here on Level <laughs> hey, hey we went one episode where we didn't piggyback at all at all so, yeah so we got to make up day. for that, that yeah we got a trophy day. for that though yeah what i wanted to say is um it goes back to we spoke to some of our guests and i mentioned you know how t- people talk with their hands yep. and you know everybody doesn't i'm over here doing this yeah but, you know, some people do have um, kind of like stage fright, I guess, yeah. or be, having trouble. And it's like a coping mechanism to some people, right. just mm-hmm. like a tail. Like, you know, when you're oh, under yeah. pressure, certain people do certain things. And I think that that goes hand in hand with that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. when you're in front of people, some people just can't get it down. And there's certain things they'll always do. Yeah, yeah, I, had yeah. A, I had a routine every time before I hit the stage back in the day was um, I, I, I always vomited. Right before I went out on stage, oh, and you had your mom's spaghetti. No, no mom's spaghetti. There was okay. no mom's spaghetti, but that's he made his own spaghetti. Yeah, he, did. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> hey, I would have a cup, and I'd be on the side of the stage. I would vomit in the cup, put the cup down, and hit the stage, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and you hear that a lot every too. Every like... show, I had to do yeah, it. Yeah. Now, and I wanted nice. to piggyback off of what you had said, D, about like being animated and and using your hands. And Matt, when you just was waving your hands around, yeah, um, is that something that you do in the booth? Because I know, uh, like how D was saying about being animated. Some um, people are just animated, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Who they no, are. you, you mm-hmm. know what? That's a great question, and and I have a I have an anecdotal story to tell you. <laughs> and, and that's what we love to <laughs> I like hear. That. I love no, that. Answer. So, Side so, quest. <laughs> <laughs> So my my oldest son uh, Jonah is six years old, and he's he's really fascinated. But he's getting to the age where he's old enough to watch the shows that I'm doing. You know, some mm-hmm. of the nice. he, he loves Panda and, and Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, 
And so he's getting old enough to watch some of that stuff. And sometimes he sits in here, like right here on the floor while I'm, while I'm doing my auditions. And, uh, and just, it was two nights ago, he was watching me and I was doing a totally inappropriate audition to do in front of him, but it was about, <laughs> it, it was, it was this, it was this warlord character, right. That was talking about how he just rips apart his enemies and he's going to hang them by their toes. You know, all, all this, all this colorful yeah, language, I like that though. Yeah. but I'm sitting there, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm doing it. I'm like, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to claw you this and that, and that, you know, doing all this stuff. And, and when I, I finished editing and I submitted it and everything, that was his first question. He goes, uh, daddy, like you're just, it's just your voice. Why are you doing the claws? And I was like, what, what, I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, the claws, when you were talking about clawing. So I was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, and then I explained to him that, and this is, this is like voice acting 101 is this is so much more difficult to be convincing at than if you're in front of a camera. Yes. You're in front of a camera, like, like you guys watching me right now, you know what I'm doing. If I'm talking right. about something, you see me doing it, but you have to hear what I'm doing mm -hmm. if, you're, if I'm a voice actor. Mm -hmm. And so part of that physicality, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're cutting a promo and, and you're the rock and, and you're like, you know, if you smell, you know, you're, you're like yeah. throwing, you're throwing your head back, you're, you're yep. letting, belting it out. If you weren't doing that physicality, it wouldn't have that projection and exactly. it wouldn't have that feel. Exactly. And so if it's, even if it's just your voice, you got to do that. If you're yelling, I mean, cause I'm in a, I'm in my, my recording studio here. Most people record in a closet or a booth or, you know, some sort of like little four by four thing. You can't be talking in the microphone like this. If you're, uh -huh. if you're fighting. If, if you're fighting someone, you know, you got to yell. If you're, if your guy's 10 feet away, you got to yell like you're 10 feet away. If you're hitting someone, you got to hit someone because right. you just heard it. Hit someone, you know, yeah. you, you get a certain physicality out of it. Um, and so that that's, yeah, that's voice acting 101. You got to be animated. You got to be doing and feeling and projecting the way you would in the real scene. And the trick is to do that without stamping your feet because you stamp your feet and the microphone's going all it's over the place and making yeah. all sorts of noise. Mm -hmm. And you got to do that without rustling your clothes and you got to do that without getting your microphone or your headphone cord like tangled up and stuff. Um, so, so there's kind of an art to it. But yeah, yeah, to give you a really long story to answer your question. Um, yeah, you got to do it. You got to feel it. You got to be that character. Um, you got to yell when you need to yell and you got to fight when you got to fight, you know, that, that whole thing. I remember when they were showing... It was one of the Wolverine movies, right? And you know oh, they yeah, go yeah. back in, they got to redub. Exactly what you're gonna say? Yeah, they got to redub over their voices or whatever. And um, they literally had like the treadmill in there and stuff for him to go. So he's mm -hmm. running, you know, and yelling, making all the breathing noises and all that yeah. stuff. And it's uh, like, yeah. I really feel like you physically have to do it to be convincing. Yeah, yeah. makes it authentic. Saying, uh, yeah. Super authentic. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, it's hard to. Dude, I'm, I could only imagine trying to do that without actually running. I mean, I'm yeah, sure yeah. some people could do it, but that's tough. Yeah. Well, you know, the crazy thing is, is you get out of a four-hour VO session where you're a guy that's been yelling. You know, most of my characters are these big, burly guys that are fighting the whole time. Yep. You get out of a session like that, your abs hurt because you've been clenching yourself uh -huh. the whole time. Uh -huh. You know, you're sweating. You're just like, it's, it's like a workout. It's crazy. It's like you've just been in a wrestling match, man. Exactly, yeah, with yourself. Now, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, have there ever been any times where it's like after you finished uh, recording that it's just like, you know, you had to take a moment because like maybe like a scene was sad or it's like the scene was just so intense. You was just like, woo, like I know uh, Sean, Ooh. Sean Skimmel. I, I, I always, you know, not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name <laughs> it's, right. It's Sean Schimmel. Schimmel. Okay. 
So, like, remember when he did the classic Super Saiyan 3 Goku scene? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Like, he, he passed out after he mm-hmm. did it. So, like, has there ever been any moments in your career when you voiced a character and, uh, you know, something you happened? Know, I have been lightheaded so many times, like to, to use that example, uh, Sean's example there. Yeah. When you, um, you know, it doesn't always happen when I'm yelling. Cause I'm just so used to that at this, at this point, but like you do so many efforts when, uh, I, I just did an episode of something I can't, well, no, I can't talk about it. It just aired on, uh, on Toonami the other night. Um, the promise Neverland mm-hmm. uh, is a, is a great show. I don't know if you've seen it, but oh, cool. Yeah, I I, I re- did reviews for uh, every episode of season two, so I haven't watched the dub yet. Nice. So, so I'm in uh, episode what was it five of the dub? I was playing one of these demons that was chasing the kids around town, mm-hmm. and twenty minutes of the session is going, <laughs> yeah. you know, like chasing these kids. And yeah. yeah, you start to hyperventilate. You start to feel that like oxygen deprivation, just like you're really running. Um, I've never. I've never been to the point where I have to tell the director, hey, give me a second. I need to recalibrate uh, here. Yeah. But there's definitely been moments where I'm just like sitting there like, okay, let's, you know, I hope there's a couple seconds here to breathe in between this shot and the next shot, which there usually is. Um, but yeah, I mean, totally. I, I, not only is it hot in here, like you can't have air conditioning going during a BO session because you mm-hmm. hear the air conditioning. So not only is it super hot, but yeah. most of my characters, like I said, are super physical. And so, yeah, you do get, it's, it's like a workout. It's crazy. <laughs> now, Matt, I want to ask a question that kind of goes hand in hand with being exhaustion. Now, is there anything we haven't asked? A lot of our guests are voice actors and actresses, but uh-huh. is there anything special that you do to recover your voice when you've lost it? Oh, man. Outside of um, typical, like, what is it? Honey? Honey and honey lemon? And lemon. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything special that you do in particular? I mean, there, there's a great product called Throat Coat Tea and, and, uh, you know, it's not real tea. It's like, it's got cinnamon and it's got all, all the good mm-hmm. stuff, honey and stuff in it. And if I have a particularly bad session, like, like I use my, mm-hmm. not bad, but I use my voice in a, in a particularly draining way. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that for a couple of days afterwards. Nice. But you know, it's kind of par for the course for me at this point, you know, between rock and Panda and, you know, it's, you know, what was what, one of the, one of the hardest ones for me was Panda's big session. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the episode, but where he goes uh, gorilla mode, and it's just mm-hmm. it's just wall to wall fighting for him that whole mm-hmm. episode. Uh, it was two full sessions of of that where it was it was wow. two hour sessions of just yelling and fighting mm-hmm. and grunting the whole time. And so yeah, after those, you tend to be particularly drained. Shine. I've never yeah yeah. I mean, I have a scratchy voice. I have a deep voice already, mm-hmm. and so. I'm already kind of in that mode a lot. And I've been doing this for so long, like I said, singing and, and, and practicing these voices for so long that my muscle memory, you know, it's just like I yep. said, it's just like working out, but my muscles are, are attuned to that. I have plenty of, um, you, you know, you, I, I hear it more often with my, with my female coworkers and my, and my coworkers that don't play these kind of big rugged characters so much when they, when they have a particularly draining session, they'll be out for a couple of days. Like it's, yeah. Because it's so different than what is normally asked of them. But yeah. for me, at, at this point, for me, it's like I'm so attuned to what I need to do to not yeah. destroy my voice. You know, I'm using my diaphragm a whole lot more than than probably most people are, which is why I'm saying like my abs hurt mm-hmm. after every episode. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you let your throat do all the work, then, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. done. Like like you're destroyed for a few days. Um, well, but, I mean, I mean, lots of water, lots of throat coat tea. Um you know, Starbucks, hot liquids, you know, th- th- that's my thing. 
I think it's something that we will probably start or out, you know, as a group asking moving forward, just yeah. to see what what different answers you get. Yeah, I think it's a, a fun, yeah. interesting. Everybody particular got their own little question. voodoo. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Trump. Oh, oh, yeah. And I, I know, I know. There's, yeah. There's all sorts of like, yeah, why uh, not, rituals right? like like Travis throwing up yeah. and everything. You know, yeah. it's like uh-huh. <laughs> I, you know, there's all sorts of rituals people do. But for me, it's just usually hot liquids and and throat coat tea. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Do you come from the rock metal world? The rock metal world. Uh, you know, that was. I mean. For a good significant portion of my life, I wouldn't listen to anything but Metallica and Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point in my life where I kind of realized that there's other good music out there, though. And so, you know, my tastes are all over the place now. Yep. But yeah, as yeah. it I mean, should be. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Man, so I mean, much well, good music. Man. Well, I didn't even really mean from like what you listen to, because I'm all over the place, too, as these guys know. Yeah. But musically, what you came up in, because just because from I know I listen to a lot of metal and uh-huh. it's like. These guys, you know, if you ever heard of like Melissa Cross, she's a very famous vocal coach. Yeah, yeah. They all know, like, that's how, as a metal singer, you shred your voice if you use your voice. You don't sing with your voice. So, um, you know, you carrying that over into voiceover work. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And and like I said, it's kind of kind of physiologically just the way that I'm built. Like, like that's the way that I sing also. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely like a grungy, you know, kind of, rugged sound you know when i do sing that's my range mm-hmm. um so yes short answer yes um and that was that was a lot of the music i listened to when i was growing up but you know also you know one of my biggest things that i played on guitar for so long was blues you know and and, mm-hmm. and again tom waits a lot of the the original blues guys you know in the 40s and everything um it's a husky sound so yeah. you, you know i mean yeah so yes yes to your oh. answer to your question oh hell yeah Oh, yeah. Hell, oh yeah. yeah. So I want to rewind it back to when you first got into voice acting. Sure. Like, tell us, like, how was it, you know, being on the mic for the first time in the studio? Were you nervous at all? Or uh, did you get in the booth and you just killed it? Um, both. Uh, I, I mean, I, I was ready to do it when I did it. Um, my, my first session. So I started off with um, live action dubbing. So there's a whole slew of, uh, especially with Netflix now, there's yeah. a whole slew of movies coming over from Italy and, and France and, and all, all sorts of different, different yeah. language movies coming onto Netflix. And so every single one of them gets an English track because that's what automatically plays when it's on Netflix. And so when I first moved out to L.A. and I first started doing voiceover, yeah, my first job was, was doing that. And so you'll hear this a lot from voice actors, well, from actors, performers in general, but there, there's this whole imposter syndrome, like, should I really be here? Am I good enough to do this? And all that sort of thing. And so you feel that almost every time you get in the booth um, and it gets less and less as you get more practiced with it. But yeah, you're sitting there, you know what to do. Uh, but there's almost, you, you know, it's funny, anyone who's not in any sort of performative industry says, you know, heck no, I'm never going to do that. This sounds crazy, but you're always showing up not knowing what's coming. Yeah. Like you're always showing up. They're going to show you for the very first time, especially in voiceover. You know, when you're, when you're an on-screen actor, you get the script ahead of time. You talk with the director, that sort of thing. But more often than not with voiceover, you show up, you see the scene for the yeah. first time. And yeah. within five minutes, you're having to perform. You get about five minutes to figure out who your character is, figure out what they sound like with the director. And then you got to go. Why do and you so, think that is? It's just a, it's a cost saving. It's a, they know that, and, 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 you know, it's part of why the people that, 
do this for a living, continue to get work. And, and the people that aren't so good at that, that sort of improv, that sort mm-hmm. of gameness, readiness, um, th- they don't continue and they don't get jobs is because that's that's the job. They're, the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the beast. They're getting, and, and you know, let's go back to wrestling because why not? It's the same sort of thing, you know, they're they're doing Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, they're they're performing 300 yeah. days a year, right? And so there's not time to like rehearse. There's not time to practice what you're gonna do. You gotta have enough improv skill and enough um confidence to show up and just get it done. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I like and, where you're going with this. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, it's, have, you ever, have you ever been in the ring before? You know, uh, I, I was trying, I was thinking about you guys earlier today and I was trying to remember what was the MTV show where they, uh, wrestling society X. tough enough, tough enough, tough enough. Tough, enough. Okay. tough enough is what I'm thinking of. I was right at the right age for that. Like I was 15, mm-hmm. 16 or something when that started showing yeah. and, oh, I, I would have, I would have killed to be out there, you know, and doing that. And, um, you know, when I was that age, I was on, I was on the track team at our school literally so that I could do high jump and always have that like pad to play on with my buddies after, uh-huh. after practice, like we'd be, you know, we'd be doing like choke slams and like all last rides and all, all sorts of stuff yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, drivers, all that DDT. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like every, I, I feel like everything I've done in my life has been a bit of that improv performative sort of thing. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, whether it be music, whether it be sports, um, and, and, and so, and, and yeah, I did want to, I, I, I would have loved to be on tough enough, you know, like that, that sort of thing. I would have loved to get in the ring and that sort of thing. And I do, um, I do kickboxing a lot too. So nice. yes, com- combat sports is in my, in my DNA also. And so yeah, everything, all of that is, is the, is the sort of thing that I'm talking about. You got to show up and you got to be ready. You know, you don't know when your opponent's going to drop out and you got to fight someone new. That's true. That you is don't true. know. You don't know when you're going to break a string on your guitar and you got to roll with it and figure something out. That's right. And and like I said, 99% of the time you show up to the vocal booth and you see what's on the screen for the very first time, you know, when you show up. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you just you got to do it. And if you're a performer and if that gets your blood going, then then that's the job for you. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to succeed. Now, and I kind of want to piggyback off of something that you had said about, uh, you know, if somebody doesn't show up and it's like they call you up. There was one time in my career where uh, I had went to a show and I wasn't on the card and I went ahead and put my gear on because I'm just like, you know, maybe if the promoter sees me in my gear, he'll be like, hey, yeah, oh yeah. we're going to use you. So it's like I'm in my gear and he comes up to me. He's just like, why do you have your gear on? I was just like. Uh, just in case nobody shows up and uh, you want to use me. He was just like, well, I don't know why you put your gear on, but somebody didn't show up, so I'm going to put you in the ring. Hell and yeah. I was yeah. just like, hey, awesome. You know, I mean, I didn't know that that was going to happen. So the question I have for you is, has there ever been any time in your career where it's like somebody missed out on the opportunity or somebody didn't show up and they were just like, hey, Matt, we need you to do this? Um you know, there's something that I'm about to record that I can't talk about mm-hmm. where I literally okay. had a conversation with the director and he said, we had this guy in mind, but, you know, I'm not going to go into it for, for X, Y, and Z reasons. He's not, a, he's not available. Um, we like you. We're going to pl- plug you in. Now, this one in particular, I have advanced notice. The, the guy told me, right, yeah. but, but still, I'm going to show. I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm going to show up and see it for the first time on that day. Right, yeah, but that, yeah. That's kind of the closest thing to what you're talking about that I've ever experienced. But the other thing that happens with a lot of frequency is um, 
is you get done with your lines and you still got, they usually book you for like two hours or four hours at a time. Yeah. And so you get done with all your lines for your character and you've still got a half hour to kill and they want to use you, you know, they don't want to waste that money. So they'll be like, okay, we have like three or four more little characters throughout the episode. We want you to, to fill in. And so again, they can't sound like your main character. Right. You know, yeah. you're seeing you're seeing this for the first time, you know, an hour and a half into your session. Right. And you got you gotta, you know, on, on the on the fly, you gotta switch gears and, and be these three other voices in the last half hour of your session. So that kind of thing happens all the time. Well, speaking of that, I let me ask you this thing, because I've actually had this question pop in my head a couple of times. Yeah. But um, I just never was able to get in there and ask it. Um so when that happens, right, you go in there for something and let's just say you're doing something real small, basic. Mm -hmm. It's not a main thing. And then something happens and you get a main character spot mm. or they want you to do extra things. Do y'all have to have the pay conversation for that? Mm. For Or is it just like I'm doing you a favor or are you going to get paid for every extra thing they threw at you that they wanted you to do? Um, the way voiceover is set up is that you get paid for your hourly allotment. Mm. Um, if you're working a, if you're working a network or a, sorry, a union job, um, I think the rule is you can play, they can have you play up to four characters, uh, okay. for, for the amount of money that you were promised, that sort of thing. Um, but, but, uh, so, so short, it's different depending on the job, but short answer to your question is that you've got a chunk of time. And they can use you. Yeah, so you know, it's not to, about characters. No, no, it's not about right. getting paid. You know, it's funny. Uh, I was watching an interview with Josh Gad and um, mm -hmm. who plays Kristoff. Um, yeah, I'm talking, uh, I'm talking about he also, Frozen. He also does theater too. I can't think of yeah. his name. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, from Frozen. Frozen. Okay, he probably never nice. seen it. No, I have. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I've I never seen that Frozen out there too. like ever. Throw that out there like everyone's got a six-year-old kid and they've seen Frozen a thousand times. <laughs> and, uh, um, but but anyway, I was watching a, an interview with them and and the, uh, Josh Gad is hilarious. But he turns to to the other guy, which I can't remember his name. Uh, but he says because th that guy plays Fen and Kristoff, the reindeer, right, yeah. and mm -hmm. and the guy, and he goes, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I've never I, I've been meaning to ask, do they pay you double for uh, for both voices? Right. And he goes, no, no, they don't. And and it's it's just that kind of thing is is. You know, I I can't speak to exactly their situation because they're at a level that I'm nowhere near. Yeah. Um, yeah. They may negotiate different contracts if they do have two main characters. Oh, and they're also getting, like, money from, you know, residuals and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like you just said, it's a completely different ballgame. Yeah, it's a different animal. But His name is Jonathan Groff. Jonathan, Jonathan Groff, Groff, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. That's sorry, I Jonathan. I know, I know that you're, <laughs> cool. I know that you're cool, listening, man. and I'm no, sorry. No, because he's incredibly talented, too. No, he he's is. All, he's, in he is. The Hamilton. he's in Hamilton. He plays yeah, yeah, no. George, he, so. He's amazing, and I feel bad that I forgot his name. But to answer your question with that anecdote is, is he doesn't get paid double. You know, right. he they, they pay him for his time. They pay him for his session. And I'm sure he makes a ton of money on a, right, on right, a movie right. like Frozen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but no, he doesn't get double because he's playing two characters. Um, and that, that's kind of how it is. And, and um, you know, the thing that you do get is if you're playing a lot of big characters, you get more hours. I mean, it takes right, more right. hours to record. Yeah. So you could be making double just in the sense that you're putting double the amount of time. Mm -hmm. into recording yeah. and that kind of thing so i wanted to ask you because i checked out your imdb and it looks like your first anime voiceover role was in one of my favorite series jojo's bizarre adventure part <laughs> five. Oh wow oh. i never heard of that 
Hey, well, I mean, I love JoJo. I love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but Part Five say. is not my favorite one. Part Four is my favorite. But was yeah. that your first anime uh, voiceover role? It wasn't my first. Nice. Was it my first. Nice. Like, I'm trying to think. It was so. So IMDb can be deceiving, of course, because things right. come out at, at different times. Different so time, that right. might that might. I, that's why I'm kind of fuzzy here. I, I, that might have been the first release. Um, and if you just looked it up, then you know better than me. But um, that was one of the first shows where I was like, "Holy, holy bleep, we're gonna keep it PG." But I was like, "Holy moly, like this is JoJo's." I know, I know this, I know the the fan base of JoJo's. I know right. this is a big deal. Yeah. And and stupid me, I went in there thinking I was gonna play this big character that that was gonna you know have a long lived thing. And and Leaky Eye Luca dies in the first episode of the <laughs> first episode of the season. <laughs> so um, and you know the funny thing too is because you don't hear any vocalization when he dies mm -hmm. i left that session not knowing i didn't know that he died at the end of that episode oh, wow. mm. so i'm still like riding high i'm like I'm, i just got a character in jojo's you know big deal awesome i didn't know he died at the end of the episode and then i watched the episode and i was like oh uh that character's not coming back <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah. Like it's not awesome but it's awesome like but it's funny there, there's funny tons story of, yeah yeah there's tons of stories like that because they show you only what you need to see. You know, yeah. part of part of it is because, you know, with projects big and small, they don't want you spoiling things. Exactly. You know, they, they yeah. don't want that information getting out. Um, but also it's just a time constraint thing. Like we're not going to watch the whole episode when, uh, you know, when I only need to record you know, tw 20 lines or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea that he died. And then and, and then it was uh, the carpet was pulled out from under me when I saw <laughs> yeah. it. Hey, well, look. Even though you died, I mean, like, you still got to be in the world of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And yeah. that JoJo, that's a very popular series, man. It so is. pinkies yeah, up it, for you for doing that. And, you know, you know, honestly, Leaky Eye Luca is one of the one of the characters that, that the fans that reach out to me on Twitter and stuff like that. That's the one that that's one of the, the biggest ones that, that people right, know me up. for. Right. Yeah. You, even Luka. though even though he's only in one episode, you know, yeah. it's a funny thing. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I mean, you had that, and then of course you were in Case Closed, Loop Under mm -hmm. Third. Like those are series that have been Classic. going well, on for for forever. You were you were in the Loop in the Third movie, right? Yeah, Fujiko yeah. Minds Lie. Yeah. So what's well, it called? Now we're talking about a a movie theater movie that you know. It's, <laughs> well, did that? I, did, I don't know if that came out in theaters. I think that yeah. that was just the the movie. Oh, okay. The one that came out in theaters was uh Lupin the Third, the first that came out last year, I believe. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't in that one, unfortunately. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting because because that came real close on the heels of of recording for Luca. You'll hear this a lot with with people coming up in the business, is like those first couple of jobs that you get are they're mm -hmm. kind of the the companies, the directors, the the production teams, they're kind of testing you out. So you'll get a yeah. character that's in one episode. You know, uh my guy in Lupin was he was a guy in the show, but it was the same sort of thing. He was killed at the end. It wasn't like he was a recurring character. Right. Um, and so I had a number of those, you know, in that, you know, 2018, 2019 kind of time frame that came out where it's just like, okay, here's, here's uh, getting the, the wheels rolling, that sort of thing, small characters. Um, and I think that uh, Rock, Wraith Razor, and, uh, and Belial from Grand Blue Fantasy, those were my first two that I was like, oh, man, these characters are going to go on for a while. This is pretty right. cool, you know, that sort of thing. Now, um, it, this is completely kind of changing the, the 
thing or whatever. But are you still in New Mexico? Like, did you didn't relocate? Oh no, no, I I, I moved out to L.A. Oh, okay. Um, 2018 is when I moved out. Um, okay. And, and, and for this specifically, or yeah, did you have yeah. something that you? Okay. No, no, it was, it was specifically for that. So. Uh, like I said, I had been teaching art for a while, um, mm-hmm. and, and I started acting uh, kind of as a, a side thing while I was teaching. Um, right. And eventually it got to the point that that was in Austin, Texas. Right. And it got to the point where I really wanted to be in voiceover. And, you know, you hear it all over the place from the big guys is like, you have to be in LA to do that kind of work, to make the connections, to network with the right, with the right yeah, people. Networking but, is what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. And, and anything um, that you get, any field. Yeah, any, any sort of art field. Yeah. It's all about networking. Yeah. And, and so if the production companies know that you're out of town, if they know that you're not available at any moment, cause, cause you know, a lot of the times you get a call the night before, are you available for something tomorrow or, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or, or, you know, sometimes it's a week before, sometimes it's a couple days before, but mm-hmm. always it's kind of the situation where, Hey, if you're not in town and you can't be here in the studio, then, you know, we're not going to call you that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, and, and with voiceover, you know, it's different for big time movie productions, camera work and stuff like that, where you'll have a, you'll have a production where they'll fly you out, you know, if you're, if you're on board or whatever, but with voiceover, it's just like I said, it's like wrestling. It's, it's like, they're doing it every day. They're getting stuff done every day. They don't have time or money or, you know, budget or anything like that to, to fly people out or anything like that. Well, you don't think it'll kind of get to the point where if you are out of town, they could just source connect with you. Like you wouldn't necessarily miss out on the opportunity just because like for me being a mix engineer yeah. and this happened to me two years ago, we went on vacation up the main, but I, I always bring my gear with me wherever I go. Yeah. And um, I ended up getting booked like for like they needed it, you know, 48 hours max. They needed yeah. this mix. So I mixed this record right there in the cabin that we were staying at. Once everybody went to bed, mm-hmm. I mixed it right there in the cabin and sent it off to them and, you know, got paid or whatever. And yeah, um, there's there's been a huge shift uh, in in the production with covid and with the pandemic and everything um whether you're in la or not you're recording from home you know and and it's starting to change just slowly over the last couple of months and and into the future i'm sure that people are going to start getting back into the studios but for the last year and a half this is this is where i've been recording right um and and so yes like that's a huge shift uh i think that going forward for talent that's outside of the la area it's going to be much more accessible because the studios have been forced through this pandemic to change the way they operate before, before it was a matter of convenience. Like, Hey, if you can't be in here, we're going to, we got 10 other people ready to go. Like we're going to call the other people. Now they can kind of have who they want when they want. Yeah. And, and and really it's just as long as you have a place like this, that is sound treated and, and, and and you're available, you can do source connect. It's, it's kind of showing its head a little bit more with commercial work at this point. Um, I, I mean, like I said, for the last year and a half, it's been everything. But I think going forward, you know, commercial work is is still going to stay at home. I think right. a certain percentage of, of voiceover work, whether, you know, cartoons, video games sort of stuff is going to stay at home. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm as interested as anyone else to see right what right. happens because it is convenient. Yeah, you always want to get in there together for the vibe. Yeah. You know, especially depending on whatever it is you're doing. But yeah, I feel like it's opened the doors though to yeah, yeah. more opportunities. 
And it really does depend on what you're doing. I mean, I don't know if you guys, there's been a ton of behind the scenes footage coming out from Resident Evil that just came right. out. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's mocap. That's, yeah. you know, your, your big your big uh, PlayStation Xbox projects, they're mocapping everything now to help yeah. with the animation. And so mm -hmm. that's always going to have to be on a soundstage. That's, you right. know, you can't do that from home. So, yeah, it depends on what you're doing. I think certain areas of the industry are going to stay remote and you know, as, as things open back up, certain areas of the industry are going to start rolling again with, with expecting you to be there, that sort of thing. Golden Eat Tattoo. You can find them at 3109 Airline Boulevard, Portsmouth, Virginia, for all your nerd-related tattoos. Leading the area, that is Miss Denise and her team. If you call over there and you mention leveling up banks, you get 10% off your tattoo. That number is going to be 757 Four six five ten ten. Call them today. So something I wanted to ask is because you know you were acting and you know now you're doing voiceover work. Um, sometimes I feel like when it's just like like with wrestling for me, for example, if I I was wrestling, but then I got into doing some stand up comedy, and I feel like you know it's a juggle. It's like, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? Now, is voiceover work, is that like your main thing right now? Or like, are there any acting projects that you're going to be in? Or you know what I'm saying? I have a piggyback for that too after you answer, Matt. Yeah, I mean, short answer is is over the last two years, you know, on-camera acting is just, there's not a lot of it going on because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. Um, I like voice acting. I mean, this is what I plan to do for the rest of my life. Uh, I like on-screen acting as well, though. Um, and it's, it's, you know, I, I do anything that comes my way. Um, but I think just as my career has been kind of on this upward trend over the last few years, you know, it, I, it coincided with the pandemic. And so the yeah. more work I'm doing is, is voiceover work and, and I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. I love it. Uh, but yeah, as soon as, as soon as I've got tons of buddies that I came up with that are, that are directors and, you know, and producers and writers and and so as soon as those projects start going again, I'm going to be there as well. Nice. As soon as they need a tattooed, hairy, you know, bearded yeah. bad guy, I'm, I'm on camera. Oh, <laughs> and we're, and look, uh, because I know we had uh, talked about this off of the pod and, you know, you're huge into wrestling. Uh -huh. And there's a new show that's going to be on Stars called Heels. Mm -hmm. And I mean, hey, uh. you, you got the tattoos and you got the beard. <laughs> yeah. You know what yep. I'm saying? I mean, who, who knows? Uh, Stephen Amell, he is... It's his show. It's yeah, his, it's his really. show. It's his and show. And it's also so. got the guy from Vikings, uh, the son of Ragnarok. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, now, is that, Trav, is that the same kid from, uh, he was also in the Hunger Games? That kid? Yes. Yep, that kid. That's yeah, he's huge. I did not know he yeah, was Yeah, yeah, no, he's a big guy, dude. He's like 6'4", yeah. 6'5". Huh. I see. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out who's casting. I'll, I'll <laughs> give him, <laughs> give him a ring. Hey, hey. <laughs> dude. Shoot your shot, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you never know what's going to happen. But I mean, I like, snow uh, too. Squeeze <laughs> them in there. You know? hey. But I mean, like to keep it on the wrestling talk. Uh, like I said, you know, you told me that you're a huge fan of wrestling. Like, are you still watching the current product now, or are you like an old school wrestling fan? And it's, it's weird saying old school wrestling fan because it's like all of us, like we're older now. So right. you know, you would hear your 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 parents, your uncles yeah. and aunts say, yeah, you know old school was Hogan and stuff, but it's just like, yeah, now it's just like, yeah, old school was the rock stone cold. Mm -hmm. And that's where I, yeah, that's where I jumped on is it was just post attitude era. It was like, 
when The Rock was becoming a huge star. Um, You know, Stone Cold was shifting from huge star to heel. Rock was shifting from, you know, heel to huge star. It was that kind of era. You know, Undertaker's my favorite. Uh, He's like, again, tattoos. You know, the, he's, he's the hey, guy you said that it I, earlier, the last ride. I, yeah, I should have yeah. known right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the guy that I always watched and saw myself in, like, oh, I could so be you, a guy. You I like could the be American like badass version versus Dude, the dead man? That's I, I loved it. I loved it all, man. I, I I was such a huge, I mean, like, I mean, we all we know the term mark, right? For right. Uh, yeah, for yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, everything that man did, you know, just got me going. Like when and they, you know. The Rock and he were probably the best at like knowing when they needed to step back, take right, a year yeah. off or whatever, yeah, and then yeah, show yeah. up show up unannounced and like just everyone goes nuts. And so yeah, when when uh, when he came back, I think it was Royal Rumble. Yep. Uh, it, like Linda what, brought him back. Yeah, what was it like ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, something 2000, like that? Two thousand, two thousand. So yeah, all the lights go out and it's like he's here. Uh, and then, and then, they had the kids, the, kid the little rock. girls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the kid rock uh, music was uh, playing. The kid rock music. Uh-huh. That's yeah. right. American badass. So, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny. Like that time frame, it was like there was no YouTube, there was no this or that, and so I was like on. I was on like LimeWire downloading videos of, of mm-hmm. Undertaker hey, coming out. Be careful out. when you like, mention LimeWire. We can still get canceled for that. <laughs> oh, <God>. man. <laughs> Whatever it was, is Napster, LimeWire, all those things. Fair were, share. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh? Remember uh, it, it when SmackDown had came out, man? It yeah. was like back in those days. It was like if you missed it, you were screwed. Or yeah. you better had hope that no, you, you had to catch hurt. the recap on Saturday. Yeah, but but the recap Bottom didn't line? show everything. No, they and didn't show. They show the important luckily, stuff. Though. Luckily, yeah. my cousin he always recorded Raw and SmackDown. So yeah. like, if you missed anything, you would go that's, over to his house and watch it. That, bro, that's so funny. Nice. I had a VHS tape that I would record that week's Raw, and then the following week I would just record and over, rewind it, re- and record, just rewind over. It, record uh-huh. back over, and be like, I got it for the week, uh-huh. dude. I was such a <laughs> Uh, like recording wasn't even an option for me. Like I, I was in swim team in high school. And, uh-huh. uh, and so my practices were whatever they were. I think it was like six to 7 PM or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I was home. It was, if it wasn't for raw or SmackDown, it was for dragon ball Z on, uh, on, uh, it was, was it Toonami that was Toonami? in the afternoon though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was, so I was there for Dragon Ball Z every night. And then whenever it was, you know, Raw SmackDown, I was there for that. We, I used yep. to have buddies over. We would do SmackDown at my place and we'd have like 10 guys over and we'd just throw a party like every week. And then we'd do uh-huh. Raw at my buddy's house. And it was the same thing. We'd like rotate around. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, like everyone in my family knew like Matt's coming home from practice and he's not even there. Like he's going to be, he's watching those shows. Like, and, and then we can talk to him, that sort of yes. thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and that's how it was because it's like it was must see TV and yeah. you had to be there. You didn't want to you didn't want to miss anything because Mm-mm. there were those moments where it's just like you would go to school the next day. And if you miss something, it's just like, damn, yeah. like, I'm mad. Well, well, and you and you knew like if something was going to happen, it was going to be the second the show started or mm-hmm. it was going to be right before the end. Right. And so it's mm-hmm. like there's no option to show up like halfway through and watch the you know, the boring part in the middle and then, uh-huh. you know, miss whatever was going on, you know. So. And remember the classic moment where it's just like, 
you watching the end of the episode, everybody's brawling in the ring, and it's just yeah. like, and then just go, goes go, off go on WWE.com, <laughs> so that way you can watch it. Or like, uh, oh my god! Or like, uh, there was an episode of WCW Sting was coming down the zip line, and then the show just ended. It's just like, what It's like, and I, I remember I, I used to always, that though. It's it's like it would piss me off because I would hope that they would show next week like what happened after the no, show went off. It's like, no, it's you like nah. you need you need AOL, you need that 90 day <laughs> subscription mm-hmm. for that way that you can watch and five thousand free minutes. Uh, Dude, and and it's so mail? funny. It's so funny thinking back to those two shows in particular, because they both had that same sort of like crack thing where it's like mm, yeah like dragon ball z would like stretch a whole episode of him like grunting and doing the spirit bomb right Damn. um and then if you and then nothing happened and so you had to be there for the next one to see what was going to yeah. happen yeah you know? i used to hate that man and, <laughs> and it's like and it's people they crap on dragon ball z kai for getting rid of all of the filler stuff but i mean it just moves so smoothly like yeah yeah that's, yeah. I mean, it's just like, do that for like five episodes. Yeah, five, yeah. five, Man. six Seriously, episodes. Watch, like, watch Goku grunt for five episodes. Mm-hmm. Literally from, from Goku showing up to actually physically fight Frieza to when it actually ended, yeah. it's like 35 episodes. Yeah. yeah you know insane. what I mean? That's And really, about, there's not a lot of fighting. There's a lot the of talking. And and all that talking. No, the, no, 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 no. I'm talking oh, about man. physically when he got out of the, the water thing. And he yeah. went there. Yeah. And while from Vegeta the, from, was getting that ass whooped, yeah, when, he, exactly. when Goku showed up from when he finally gave Frieza the final, you know, blast that killed him. Yeah. It's like 35 episodes. That's, wild. Dude, that's that for that little portion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it's ridiculous. And a lot of it is five minutes. You yeah. know could you I mean? imagine being okay? So could you imagine being a little older and reading it opposed to watching it? Well, I'm sure reading it was probably quick. Yeah, reading was. Yeah, bad. well, that's what I'm saying. Could yeah. you imagine how? But I well, tell you what. Back then? Now that Jeez. Matt said that you get paid by the hour, I'm sure them voice actors were oh, loving seriously. it. Hey, stretch uh-huh. it, stretch, stretch it, it. Stretch it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, that that narrator was loving it. That's what yeah. uh-huh. next on Dragon Ball Z. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, um, same same time frame for all of this that we're talking about. Like I with tsunami, like you'd only get what like 10 chunks at a time 10 shows at a time and then it'd be like you have to and then they recycle the whole show before yeah. they get the mm-hmm. next chunk right so same thing as with wrestling when i say and i was on the on the internet downloading those things like you couldn't quite do that yet but i ordered the whole series of dragon ball z from japan like oh, wow. came on discs you know because wow. that and so i and I, like i had no patience for for like the whole tsunami like now let me ask yeah. you something because you ordered it from japan I know a lot of times, even to this day, when you order anime from Japan, it's not subbed. Was it subbed when you got it? It was subbed, yeah, but it was oh. it was burned discs. Like somebody oh, had, okay. had it was like it yeah. was like the worst resolution. Like oh, some episodes were <laughs> some episodes were completely unwatchable. You know, it was I don't know. I spent like maybe thirty five bucks. I don't remember what it was, but it uh, was like it was like that early early nineties duck. Because I remember uh, there was this flea market out Virginia Beach and. They had Dragon Ball GT there, but it's like for us, like we were still in the freezer side. But you right. could get yeah. Dragon Ball, you could get Dragon Ball GT on VHS, but like the the subs were horrible. The quality was bad. Yeah. It, it it literally looked like somebody recorded this with a video camera and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just put put subtitles up there. But um, I wanted to because it's like you know you were on Jujutsu Kaisen. I didn't want to uh you know get towards the end of the episode without mentioning this, but you know, that's a, a huge deal right now. And you mm-hmm. voice Panda. Now I'm yep. going to be real with you. 
Uh, when I saw Panda, it made me think about Panda from the Tekken series. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, but, yeah. but, you know, Panda in Jujutsu Kaisen was a badass. I hated like, oh, hold on. Panda and Tekken's a badass. No, Panda and Tekken always is always disrespecting. Panda man. and Tekken is does. just as useless as Coda. And I, no, I don't care Jamel. Shout out to Jamel. But yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, Jamel. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like tell us like voice and panda on Juice Kaisen, just being on that show. Um, it's the next big thing, like Brock Lesnar. Uh, how was yeah. it? <laughs> uh, dude, I love it. I mean, um, I, I keep joking with my other voice actor friends is like, if I can corner the market on big uh, animal, you know, characters in these anime shows, I'm happy with that. Like, yeah, I, I love but between rock and Panda. Right. I mean, you know, you, you, you hear some actors being like, they don't associate me with my character. I'm just playing a character. You know, I'm a real yeah. person and everything, <laughs> but those guys are so much my character. You know, yeah. they're the, they're the big guys that that everyone thinks is gruff in the in the beginning and then they get to know them and they're and they're like the kind of guy that you know in the show they're gonna end up sacrificing themselves to save the hero or so you know yep. something like that um i love them and i identify with both of those guys um and and panda's great i love that you know both of them they, they they're cut from the same dna they're goofy you know they're, they're serious and they're badass and they'll save your butt when you need to yeah. Uh, but but then they're goofy you know they'll go right to the next scene and like and be doing something ridiculous well i um, love beast characters yeah I don't, yeah you know especially when there's only like one or two in the show uh, i was about to ask most, you yeah. now don't we i don't need we don't need to talk funny I, I know where this is going no i'm to bring up b stars oh b stars uh, but bna uh, yeah. was i like that more bna was good yeah i wanted but, to i wanted to ask you because it's like you you mentioned Rock before from the anime Tower of God. Yeah. Now, to our listeners and viewers who don't know who Rock is, because it's like I've, I've never heard of this anime, but I've seen the images and oh, Rock. Okay. He looks he looks badass. Like, what is Tower of God about? Tower of God is a really really cool show. Um, you know, it's interesting. So so it's a it's a manhwa. It's a, so it's not an anime. I, I think I'm saying that right, but it's a Korean a Korean show. So it's a Kore- it's based on a Korean comic book, which I believe oh, okay. they. I believe they pronounce it Manawa. Um, but, uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm an artist. You know, that, that's how I started. And so when I see certain things that are just uh, beautifully rendered and all that sort of thing, w- one of the reasons I love Jujutsu Kaisen is Studio Mappa does that, and they, it's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I felt when I saw the, the comic version of, of Tower of God when I was doing a little research when I, when I learned that I got the role. Um, but... It's this really cool story where character, it's almost like a Hunger Games sort of situation. Characters are trying to ascend this tower. They're all fighting each other to get up to the next level. Ah, and and the re- style. It makes the sense reason, now that it's called Tower of God. Yeah, and the, and the yeah. reason they call it Tower of God is when you reach the top, when you reach the pinnacle of the tower, there's a God figure there that grants you a wish. Mm-hmm. And so all of all of these characters have all these different backstories. You know, it's the classic thing where they've they've got this heartfelt backstory. They right. need everyone needs something from this tower. Yeah. And so your main character is Bomb, and he's this kid that's trying to ascend the tower. Um, but everyone is there, and they form alliances on the way. And um, Rock is is a character that just wants to be the toughest guy in the room. And so it, more so for him at least from what we know so far, more so for him, this is a challenge. This is a chance to prove that he's the best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he's just along for the ride and he seems to be trying to help his buddies ascend the tower so that, you know, he can help them get their wishes made. 
uh, which which I love. You know, I, I love that that's the character. He he's almost the con- he, he just in the same way that Panda is. Um, they're the comedic relief when things get yeah. too serious. Like he's the guy. He doesn't know he's being funny, but he walks in the room and challenges everyone to a fight when it's like the most inappropriate time to do so, and and right. it you know it causes a laugh or right. something like that. Uh, so kind of like uh, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly, okay. De- definitely that archetype of character. You know, he's one track mind. You know, everyone right. else is talking about something else, and then it cuts to him, and he's like, "All right, when are we gonna fight?" You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> Hey, I love it. You just did the voice too. That's all I, <laughs> yeah, I love that. And it was a nice little tidbit to the story. So um, I wanted to kind of rewind and piggyback um, from something that you had said earlier in the episode, your art, you know, you mm-hmm. taught art uh, on your page. Like you have such amazing pieces up there. Um, you know, I was a real fan of the Batman stuff that you did. Yeah. Um, like, is this something that you still do when you have free time or like, yeah, man. I mean, if you don't mind, I could grab some stuff off the shelf behind me. Hey, I, I oh, go ahead, go ahead. Show, <laughs> hey, show yeah, us our it. viewers. Yeah, show it. Yeah, man. I mean, not only so. So when I started art, it was a visual. It was a drawing, painting sort of thing because I wanted to be a comic book artist when I was when I was younger. Nice. Um, huge X Men fan growing up, and just you know wanted to be in that world. Nice. Um, and you know, like I said, those sort of things evolved into what I'm doing right now. But so. When I'm going to cons, when I'm going to anime con- comic cons and stuff like that, uh, and I'm signing prints, I'm I'm I did those prints, like I made right, them. Nice. Let me grab something for you. Oh yeah, go ahead, show it off. Grab, play the music. What music? <laughs> now like that you no. number so, one. So this is uh, nice. this is the pencil drawing from the panda print that I've been signing. Wow. I, I I painted it. I, I did a digital painting of it, and so when when you buy it, you know, at my booth or whatever, it's a painted version. But um, this is Panda going gorilla mode. That's the original. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. Sick. Yeah. So yeah. stuff, you know, anywhere from stuff like that, and you know, I'm. A, you guys know, you've heard me talking this whole time. I'm a huge nerd. So as soon as I get a character like Rock Wraithraiser, and I see that he's got this awesome spear that he carries around. Hey, oh my god, hey, that's I, didn't, awesome, I didn't expect man. this though. I had, I, hey. went, I had to make one, right? Yeah, so. that's and, bad. Yeah. And, I was, and I was about to bring that up too because you make a lot of props as well and, and sculptures and all that Dude, stuff. So, what, what doesn't he do? Yeah, he's Hell, the man he, with the plan. This is, my, this is my latest creation. I, I, I saw the trailer for Black Widow and I right. had to, you know, that's I had funny. to oh, make nice. the. the uh, What's his name? Why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, yeah. The Red Guardian. Yes. Red Guardian. Red yeah. Guardian. I can't even think of who's the actor. Uh, the guy from Stranger Things. Things. He was a Hellboy. Hey, he he did a good too. job. In he Hellboy. did a great job as Hellboy. Who was he in, in the movie? The movie who was he in the? Who was he? Hellboy. Yeah, yeah he, he was Hellboy. Hellboy. In the oh, new one. He got he got a lot of flack for. But he was a he was a great Hellboy. This is Harley Quinn's gun. When I saw her in that movie, yeah. This is crazy. Yep. Yeah, no, this so, is what absolutely. we love to have up here on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks because <laughs> it's like one of the things that I love is when we have guests and it's like they show off their collections. Like we yeah. had a voice actor, uh, Danny Kramer, who we nicknamed Bag and Sag and Danny because <laughs> when we had him up here, he just kept on pulling stuff. Like, like mm-hmm. he just kept pulling it out, pulling it yeah. out, pulling it out. That's what she said. And um, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's always cool because it's like, you know, these are our collections and you know we spent a lot of money in them or we spent a yeah. lot of time like you have 
you yeah. know, working on this stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I appreciate and that, you showing us, you know. Yeah, that, that's oh. just always been me. That's how I connect with the with whatever I'm into. Like when I was younger, like I said, it was drawing. And so like I spend the night watching Dragon Ball Z the whole next day in school. I'm sitting there, you know, it was always Piccolo for me. Like I was always drawing Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Like he was my favorite character. Piccolo. In the show. And, yeah. Nice pick. So, He's actually <laughs> a great character. Yeah. Well, and you know what? It's funny because it all, you know, it all comes for full circle. Piccolo is that same archetype of a character where right, yeah. he, he's not the main character. He's he's pretty badass when he needs to yes, be. He um and, and and he's ultimately he he, you know, with Gohan, he he does the sacrifice play, you know, like yep, that's right, that's does. what makes him so endearing is like he when he needed to step up, he stepped up and he and he, you know, sacrificed himself so yeah. that Gohan could, you know. That that's yep. always been my favorite character, you know. Between it, it was Darth Vader in Star Wars. It was you know it was Piccolo. It was uh, all these guys. That's my favorite. So you like so you're a fan of characters that redeem themselves, pretty much. Yeah, or or you know the character the character that's the the Kinda unlikely like hero. hero. Maybe like yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he would be classified as a tragic hero. Yeah, yeah. Would? No, Piccolo. Oh, come okay. on, just make it come short. On. Yeah, and you know, for the same reason you brought up Batman earlier, but yeah, Batman's always been a huge thing for me is because he's not a good guy. You know, right. like I mean, I'll 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 talk about that as as much as anyone wants. Batman's not a good guy. He's got he's he's got issues and he's yeah, he's got a code that is ultimately not a good thing. You know, it's it's like unmovable. He he is unwilling to change and unwilling mm-hmm. to 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 be a good guy, like like a Superman kind of guy, yeah. he, he he can't do that uh, because you know, and that sort of conflict that really draws me to the character. Right. I, wanna, well, I mean, you I w- even see, you even see, like uh, in the Justice League Doom, like it's like he had a contingency plan for each member yeah. of right. the Justice League, and they were pissed because it's like they didn't know about it. But at the same time, it's like if they knew about it, then yeah, yeah. But you can always you can always argue for Batman. I want to stay on this topic for a second. Yeah, this is fun. I've always felt like his code to not kill is not because he thinks killing is wrong. I think he's addicted to the cycle, and if he takes out all of his, if he if he eliminates all those people, what else he got? So yep. that's why I've always felt like Batman doesn't want to kill off anybody because then it stops. And yeah, and, and that's kind of, you know, it's kind of what I was saying is like, he's not doing that to be a good guy right, necessarily, absolutely. you know? Yeah. It's a contingency plan. Basically. But, it, but at the same time, you know that if the storyline demands it and Superman has to make the game-winning play, right. Batman's, Batman's going to sacrifice himself. Batman's going to jump in there and let Superman do the thing that he needs to do, right? Yeah. And again, it's that same sort of archetype. It's, you know, and, and, you know, I could say Darth Vader was the same way. Not only was it a redemptive story, but like, and I guess I'm talking about before we knew the full, you know, scope of the Anakin Skywalker story. But, yeah. you know, when, when we were watching, you know, Return of the Jedi... That's ultimately what Darth Vader did. He played the sacrifice play so that Luke could then go and be the hero, right. you know. And I, I, you know, I love that archetype. I love playing those characters. Not only mm-hmm. is it cathartic and and a good release to have some of that bad guy juju in in your character, but it's it's not as weighty as playing the main character, right? You yeah. can have fun with it. You, you you the whole show's not resting on your shoulders. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a win win. Hey, the yeah. ultimate bad good guy is Jensen Ackles. 
Ain't that right, Banks? Yes, yes, yes. And yes, he is. You got me. You got me blushing over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one last question for you, and then uh, you know, Crab D, y'all can ask our final questions, and we can go ahead and wrap this thing up. But I wanted to ask you, um, what are some other things that you do? Because like one thing we do up here on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks is we let the fans know who the voice actor is or actress behind the microphone. So like, what are some of your hobbies or interests that you like to do when you're not voice acting? Dude, I, I you know, I've been kind of going over them. I, I'm, it's fun because because I get to connect with the fans on so many things, not not the least of which just being a complete nerd in the same way that, that they are, in the same way that you guys are. You know, I'm I'm playing video games. I already talked about Resident Evil. I just played that the other day. Um, video games have been a huge part of my my life and and a huge part of of my acting and you know that sort of thing all feeds into itself comic books uh i'm building things i'm drawing things uh i we my wife and i actually built this house or uh, bought this house uh about a year ago mm-hmm. and i've i've been spending a lot of my time i built this room you know i've been up to, it was a 1983 house so i've been doing a lot of construction over the last year or so nice um I like to work with my hands. It's all it's all art related for me, you know. I like to make things. I like to craft things. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like my son and I are always playing video games together. We're always watching cartoons together. Um, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff I'm into. <laughs> like it, nice, nice, same, nice. Same here. So I'm, I'm, I'm Hell with you. Yeah. <laughs> Try Not nothing, nothing really. I feel like it's it's insane, you know, just how talented and amazing you, know, you yeah. are yeah mm-hmm. for real like well, i appreciate it i appreciate it uh yeah I, I really feel like the list of things you can't do is what we should be talking about versus <laughs> what you can do because there's such a difference yeah well you know what next time if <laughs> if you if you indulge me for a second that's you know that's part of what i loved about teaching as well is mm-hmm. is when you understand, and it's it's something I understood at a young age, but but when you understand that you that being a creative learner can open up all these doors for you, it's like it, you that's when you get to do all this stuff. Like right. every everything that I do now is because I was into art when I was a kid, you yeah. know, and and I saw how the sausage was made, right? I saw how comic books were made, I saw how movies were were made, and ultimately I saw how voiceover was done. You know, and being a part of that, and Trav, you know, I, I do the same as you. You know, I'm a mixer, I'm an engineer, I'm an editor. So having that experience, knowing how the sausage is made, makes me that much more of a of a good actor because I know when I need to stop for the edit, or I know when I need to pause or hold my breath or or extend something because I know what the edit's going to look like. Right. You know, and so the fact that I was an artist really and, and understood that kind of uh, technical aspect of everything has really allowed me to succeed in anything. I mean, like I said, building, building a house, like you, you can, you can apply that knowledge to anything you do. Mm-hmm. Or yes, it's a wisdom. I mean, it, it seems like you have a rival, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, no you, are, you, are, you already said he has the ear. There can only be one, <laughs> there can only be, be one rival? ear. No, 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 sir. How, hey, how many ears guy. does the human body have? Too, okay, right, so y'all gonna do the fusion now? Okay, all right. Yeah. I like it. They, I like they, it. The ears ain't together, bro. They on. They hey, but when y'all do the, the fusion head. dance, the ears are gonna be on one side. Uh, you see this yeah. guy? Hey, hey, let, let me be, bro. Let me it was be. a great episode, and then he just makes it weird. Well, that's what. He, that's <laughs> that wasn't weird at all, man. Look, look, hey, you you see Matt? He did Matt Trav. 
My man did the fusion dance and you left him hanging, man. I know. It's just like, I'm, a, I'm up top, Trav, though. Trav, you ain't going to yeah, do it. Y'all can't go the same way, Trav. What the hell? We're not going the same way. Uh, you know what it is? I think maybe his tiles are different than our tiles. My tile, yeah, I'm, I'm at the top, right? So listen, as long as I get to be trunks, then then you hey. we can do the we can do the fusion. Wow, hey, you think can be whatever trunks, you want to be, man. Brad, isn't that your favorite character too? Trunks. Yeah. No, Vegeta. Okay. Oh, father son. I like it even better. I like it. Nice. You know, me nice. and D, I'm Goku and D's Goa. Right. Well, here's oh, the thing. Hey, D, Banks don't understand because wrestlers are always trying to take each other's spot. And it's not <laughs> like that. It's not like that in the mix community. We you know we like to get each other jobs, man, and help each other move forward. So banks don't understand. Dude. Yeah. He doesn't understand. See, and I'm more of a Yamcha guy. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with just chilling. All right. Just chilling, playing baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get killed a couple times. I'm yeah, like, good. You're good for showing up every times. 20 yeah. episodes or so. Mm, just being a little poor, you know, just just hanging uh-huh. out. All right. It's, uh-huh. it's cool. Okay. Oh, that's right. Hey, well, D, go ahead and uh, close us out and ask your famous question. Yes. Okay. Oh, so, uh-oh. Matt, what I like to ask um, all of our guests is when you were coming up or even now, what is something like a movie in particular that really creeped you out coming up? Horror movie. A Anything horror movie? spooky. Yeah. Dude, I've got a specific answer for you. I don't watch horror anymore because I saw the best one. Ooh. Uh, I saw the pinnacle. I don't need to see any horror. I heard that. Now, now you guys are going to completely disagree with what I say. No, uh, for me, it was The Descent. The are you Descent. familiar with The mm, Descent? Wow. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, that's actually a very good movie. I think it fires like on all cylinders. It. Yeah, it's uh, a good movie, yeah. It, it's, not the, it's not like uh, the torture gore sort of no, stuff. No, it, does, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know? It, it's, it's, it's terrifying, and it's mm-hmm. perfect. And, and honestly, I, I say this more often than, than not, is like, I don't need to watch any other horror movies. Uh, that hey, was it. I'll, I love that answer, and that's why I love the question is because it's such a broad topic. Yeah. You know, you never know what somebody's going to say. You know, it doesn't. It yeah. could be. It could be literally anything. Oh, like I'm our last guest, it could be Attack us, of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It could be anything. I, I'm more into the uh, the descent too. That, that, yeah, that's, that's what I was about to ask because no. it's like I, I, I don't really hear a lot of people talk about because it's, it's garbage. Because it's garbage. It's it's one of those things where they took you know I, I i wouldn't go as far as it's garbage but they took one of the perfect things about that movie and something i love about movies the first one that is mm-hmm. is when it leaves the end as as a question ambiguous mm-hmm. ambiguous yeah, yeah. you know yeah. did it's a great it happen, way to close things did yep. it happen in the first place you know a- any of that stuff is kind of left up in the up in the air in the end yep. yeah uh-huh. and then this is one of the this is an example that there's not a whole lot of where the sequel just picks up right where the end yeah yeah you know yeah, left nah. off of the first one and kind of I, again i don't think uh, it's garbage but it it takes away good. that whole it takes away that whole aspect of the yeah, first movie right, that, was, that was so intriguing kind of so, like um the yeah. only other movie that now that we're talking about it real quick is uh evil dead is another one oh, that right. picks up oh, right yeah. where it left off and yeah, it's yeah. just it it definitely goes in a totally different direction but yeah, that was one of the only other ones that I could think of. I know that yeah. they they, they kind of try to do it in uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, mm-hmm. like uh, depending on which one, which version. Yeah, it watching. depends what you're watching. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm good on the first one though. See, that's yeah. the yeah, thing. Like yeah, I don't need any of those. Yeah. But yeah. great answer. Yeah, love thank the answer, you. Matt. Thank hey, you. Hey, Matt. Yeah. It was a blast having you on. You are incredible. Get, yeah, for real, man. Thank hey, you take for these with us. Only use them when you need to. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, 
I'll, I'll be on here anytime. You guys let me know when you want to do another hey, one. That's it's what great. we love to hear because here <laughs> on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, we like Olive Garden. We family. <laughs> I love right. that. So before we let you go, let everybody in social media land know where they can find Mr. Matthew David Rudd. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm active on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I, I love talking to fans and I love, you know, sharing pictures. You know, one thing that you'll notice, uh, you know, on my Instagram is I'm constantly sharing fan art. Uh, and you guys have heard why. I love, I love seeing the kids that are interested in this doing exactly what I did and, yeah. and drawing those characters, getting into the world that way. So in, Instagram, Matthew David Rudd, just my full name. Uh, on, on Twitter, it's... Um, so, uh, voice of rudd voice of rudd is my handle nice. so yeah f- come find me chat with me let me know what's up thank you thank you thank you hey bro matthew he was an awesome guest man i'm mm-hmm. glad that we were able to have him come up here with us and just talk with us man like he was huge in the wrestling he's a huge nerd all of the stuff that like, he created himself it's just awesome and that's one of the things that i love about our podcast man is that we keep on bringing amazing and talented people up here Trav. and i mean the dude's just a uber nice dude bro like mm-hmm. it's insane how many nice people that we have met not to put anybody's like niceness over somebody else's but i mean everybody's nice yeah 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 but there's like some people that are just i mean danny i mean talk Dan, hey, say, say his name Sag right danny, Sag dude, danny crane yo a absolute sweetheart bro that dude's one of the nicest guys that's like walking this planet Deneen. Deneen mm-hmm. is uh-huh. just the sweetest little thing ever you know what i mean and sometimes you just get really 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 nice nice people and dude yeah. matthew's one of them bro this dude is so nice i agree with you man and honestly bro one of the things that i love about leveling up with benjamin banks is bro when you're here you're family your family and that's what it only is put, only, only, only thing to be uh-huh. Hey, look, there's no hatred. There's only love. And when you come up here on Leveling Up with Benjamin Bank, you come up here as a friend, but you leave as family. And whenever we whenever we have the cookouts, it's just like everybody from the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks podcast and the reviews that we do on YouTube, they're all invited. And, and you know, it's like uh, we missing somebody at the cookout right now. But hey, what did, what did Dom say? He's on the way. Hey. He's on his way. Hey, you see D pull up. Yeah. That's all you see. <laughs> well, yeah, but with that being said, uh, thank you everybody for listening to our brand new uh-huh. episode with, uh, you know, Matthew David Rudd. And uh, make sure that you give him a follow on all of his social media accounts. And uh, Trav, go ahead and let them know where they can find you at in social media land. That's right. Before I do that, I want to shout out our boy Rebellious D, who unfortunately could not be here to record this little tidbit with us because he's on vacation. So, of course, you know, you can find Rebellious at Rebellious underscore underscore D on the Instagram. And that is the same 23. place. Hey, 23. 23. Rebellious yes. underscore underscore D 23. And of course, Uh I'm at the same spot. You can find me on the Instagram at ZK Audio. You can find me on the Twitter at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-Z-K. And of course, man, where are they going to find podcast number one hero at? You can find me, your hero, Benjamin Banks at King Benji underscore Banks on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. I should be the first person to pop up. If not, then I need to contact Mr. Zuckerberg. Thank you again for listening to this brand new episode. Make sure that you follow all of the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks social media accounts at Leveling Up Banks. That's on Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram, and on TikTok as well. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Loveland Up with Benjamin Banks, where we have interviews, the reviews, the reaction videos. This mm-hmm. interview will be on our YouTube channel uh, this Friday. So make sure that you uh, check that out if you want to see the video portion of this interview. Because again, like how Trav had mentioned with uh, Bag and Sag and Danny Kramer, you know, this man. Matthew David Rudd. It's, I love how like we have these guests up here where it's just like it's three syllables. They got the but, names. Uh, Matt, Matthew David Rudd, like he was showing us his collection and stuff like that. And you know, you can't see that when you're listening to mm-hmm. us on, you know, Spotify or Apple iTunes or Google Play. You know, you can't listen. You can only listen, but you can't see that stuff. So if you want sure to see that, that sword, baby. Yeah, you want to see that sword. So make sure that you tune into the video when we do have it up on YouTube. And again, that's at Loveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And then also, too, if you're feeling generous and would love to donate to us, we have a Patreon. It's at Loveling Up Banks. Thank you to our patrons who donate to us because we do appreciate it because Mm -hmm. it does help uh, us get dogs and burgers so that way we can put them on the grill. So that way when the family comes over. And and you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it here, man. The people that do donate to us on Patreon, they they're part of the family too. They're part of the you know family. what I'm saying? It's like, hey, here, leveling up with Benjamin Banks, man. It's like anybody that contributes and helps. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it because it's like, bro, we have so many people who listen to us each and every week, and even if they don't listen to us each and every week, it's just like they come and then they listen to some of our older stuff and everything. Right, and, you baby. know, all of y'all, y'all are family too. That's right. You know, yeah, that's why we gotta get a couple grills. Yeah, we gotta get a couple grills. Hey, we gotta be like your boy Kyle from uh, Superman and Lois. That's right. Feed the whole <laughs> but. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I said, thank you again for listening to uh, this week's episode. Keep that pinky up, stay positive, and uh, do something nice to, you know, invite somebody into your family and help them out because you never know what somebody's going through. Stay positive. We'll see you next time on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Peace. <laughs>